What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 159th episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me... In actual video form this time, unlike two weeks ago, my good friend Wink. What's up, dude? Oh man, this is the first time you guys are seeing the new the new setup. Uh, get a better better shot for right. him. There you go. Yeah, check this out. Uh, I got my uh, oh, dude, my Lego Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer. Oh yeah, it is. Sick. Yes, so uh, I got all got my Star Wars stuff set up. Oh, and I got a. Empty little R2. You're <laughs> not very nice. Very nice. So yeah, we're we're getting set up. Uh, There's no longer nice. a giant door behind you, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's actually <laughs> set up. I need to get something for right there, but um, you know what's really cool? Um, this next week, if you want to see an even better view of my setup. I will have a link for you. Sounds good to me, dude. I'm excited. Yeah. So, good. so we had some tech issues last week. You want you want to explain this for those that don't already know? Um, fairly simple for anyone that has ever tried to rebuild a computer or build one from scratch. I uh, I got a new motherboard. I got a new processor. I got a new video card. And I got new memory and a new power supply last week. And I tried to install it into my into my case about three and a half hours before the podcast last week, which I thought would be enough time, which turns out was not enough time. So basically Surprise. about 20, 30 minutes before the podcast, I went to turn on the computer for the first time and it wouldn't send any video output at all. So... I knew I wasn't going to get it up in time to start the actual podcast, so we had to cancel it. Uh, I had people in town Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so we had one shot, and I screwed it up by overestimating my computer building skills. So it's, uh, it's, it's now good now. It's now good now, and so everything is working smoothly. My desk is made of wood, so I will knock on it. And uh, hopefully everything will go <laughs> well tonight. So there you go. So it kind of sounds like um, computers are similar to plumbing because um, I just experienced this like two hours ago. Uh, anytime you try to re- do a plumbing repair of any sort, mm-hmm. 
You can go to Lowe's, Home Depot, wherever, get everything you need, get back. I swear to God, you will have to go back. It is impossible to do it without going back a second time. Right. You thought the, uh, you forgot the one or the two screws that you needed? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's always yeah. something stupid, you know, but yeah. So, um, anyway, so you switch this new computer so you can live stream some stuff in the future that's going to be really exciting. Which led me to something that I saw that was announced last week. Um, are you a Call of Duty fan? I used to be. I used to be very into it. I, I used to love playing, I think it was Modern Warfare, the original one. I used to play Hell, hardcore on that all the time. Yes. Cause that I, was maybe my favorite game of all time is Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's the only game I really know of where, and there's probably more so people can tell me because I've never really played any other ones, but it's the only one where, I think it's called Hardcore Mode, where one or two bullets will kill you, and yeah. it's like elimination style. I used to play that all the time. It, it had so many great modes. It led people to play more, less uh, just run into your face, and I like being able to see people coming yeah. or find them, I guess. I, I don't know. It just had a wider variety of ways you could play it. Like, I miss the claymores and all that sort of stuff. You could kind of play slow. Like, the newer ones are just so fast-paced, and I don't really enjoy that. But the new Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and the gameplay for it looks... I mean, it looks freaking good. I am... I have not been excited about a Call of Duty game like this in a, in a very long time. Um, I, oh my God, I'm, words can't describe how excited I am. If this so, turns out to be what I think it is, oh, I'm going to be playing that a lot. I would say, so we should, maybe we'll see that on our stream too. There's a chance. <laughs> you, you might get, get to see Wink do like some, uh, Call of Duty serious raging because, um, I get very <laughs> angry at Call of Duty. Like, I can't wait. Get, I'll, I'll sit in our chat and just. What was yeah, that, bro? That, that would be fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll try that. Um, the other thing is, so we got some new... Oh, son of a gun. This Contr is terrible. Control-Z. Um, yeah, well, I haven't been recording, so I hope you were. Um, all right. I wasn't. You wasn't? <laughs> no, man, I can only record my voice, my own self right now. Oh, well, crap. So we'll pull it out of the video. It'll All right, great. wonderful. Um, so if you're starting now, it'll be good from here on in. Things end. just started sounding amazing. Yes. Um, all <laughs> right, so here's the deal. There, we, we have some new segment ideas. Um, we got a new one coming next week that I think is, that is mod-related that was your idea that I think is going to be awesome. I can't wait to discuss that. But... Um, you want to tell them what it is? You tell them. No, I was hoping you would because I'm trying to add a picture. to. Well, I, I can tell them then if you're busy. I, I have no issue tell doing them. that because... Let them know. So here, here's what we're thinking. Starting next week, every week, we are going to go over either a mod set, a mod primary, um, a mod stat of some sort. It'll be the main, to main topic for that mod segment. And we're going to just discuss characters about um, uh, 
Yeah, very funny, Zara. Yeah. Start every show with a sound check. That's probably a good idea, actually. Um, we're <laughs> we're going to talk about a mod stat and go over the characters that that's going to benefit most, how to use it, how to think about it, you know, uh, different because every character just has so many different ways you can mod, you know. Um, it'll be fun to kind of talk about this because there's going to be a lot of overlap with different characters and stuff. So I think that'll be a lot of fun and uh, that may be an opportunity to maybe do, do some videos here and there on those topics the week we discuss them as well. So I think that'll be super fun. I'm pretty excited. And here is what brought this idea to my attention. I cannot tell you, I'd like five rolls on the same stat is like the God roll, right? Yes. And I think I have probably six or seven of those total. One of them is on offense. The other five have to be on defense. So in my head, I'm like, we should probably talk about who needs defense. Because those mods, I look at them and I think, wow, what a waste of a god roll. Uh, yeah. But it's got to be good for someone, right? That is so. a really good point. I like it. That's an interesting way to get there. And uh, that's interesting because I've got a mod I'm going to mention here in a bit. But before we get to that, we have a new opening segment. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Go go ahead and explain this disaster. All right, I'm going to put it up on screen. I just <laughs> got this working. All right. I've made a nice little image of it. I'll try to make an image every week so you guys can follow along. But basically this week, we are starting our segment that is Wink Tries to Pronounce Things. All right. So I have chosen five names, and this week's... This week's theme is clones, because I know Wink loves clones. I figured oh, that would be the best way to yeah, start us off. they're the best. So I named five clones. I looked up on Wiki- Wikipedia uh, some of these names and a little bit of their story to go with them uh, to explain who they are uh, after Wink tries to say their name. So there are five of them. Okay. But there is a catch. Okay. One of the five I made up. So, all right. After we go through them, you'll get to pick which one you think is a made-up clone, and if you win, you win nothing except pride points. So, and if I lose, I get shamed. So, yes, absolutely. Yes, the, every time. Wonderful. This should be great. <laughs> so, why don't you read off that first name, and then I'll read who he was. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, I, I. You're challenging me with this. I plan to uh, riposte with the correct pronunciation every <laughs> single time. We will see how this goes. All right. Hover Devist. Hover Devist. Hoverb. Oh, oh, see, I would have gone Hoverb. Hovard, but I don't know. Ah, okay. It's funny. Some of these didn't have the actual pronunciation. So over the course of this week, if you know the actual pronunciation, go ahead and tell us. Uh, he was part of a sleeper cell of fell clones planted by Grand Admiral Thrawn on the planet Pancrick Minor. Ooh, okay. Ah, yeah. Interesting. All right, so what do you got next? All right, next is Mandak Comfifi. <laughs> I'm assuming... <laughs> There's an uh, R at the end there. Okay, okay, okay. That 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 was actually meant to be a joke because uh, I do believe it's actually going to be confifer, beefer, fifer, mandak confifer. 
That's <laughs> that's my actual uh, guess. All right, and the uh, blurb for him is a clone in the army that served under Grandmaster Yoda during the Battle of Kashyyyk. One of the first clones seen killed during the first battle scene in Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I like clones dying, so that's good. <laughs> All right, what do you got next? The next one is going to be Groden Tierce. Groden Tierce, a clone. That one, I think you got. I think you got that one spot on. Ooh. A clone of the Royal Guardsman Groden Tierce. He, along with the con artists Flim and Moff Disra, attempted to bring the Empire from the brink of defeat and destroy the New Republic. Not liking this guy. <laughs> Not liking this guy. Next up. All right, next one is Ysanazard. I mean, that's probably how I would have said it. Woo. The director of Imperial Intelligence. I'll take that as a win. Ysan, Ysan, using a Sparty cloning cylinder from the late Emperor Palpatine's storage, grew a clone of herself on the Executor-class Star Destroyer, Dreadnought Vesankya. Vesankya. Dan tries to pronounce things. Yeah. <laughs> um, Give me one second. <laughs> Killing me. Killing me. Killing me, Smalls. My All right. in there whining for water, and no one's doing anything about it. Well, yeah, that's a problem. All right. All right. Last one. Last name. What do you got? Gilad Pelayan. Gilad Pelayan. All right. I would have said Galad. But. <laughs> I don't pronounce it. You know, funny is I well. plugged these names into a pronunciating machine, like on the internet, that's supposed to pronounce ah, words okay. that you put in. And none of these were would pronounce. Interesting. So, I would have the correct pronunciation, but these are so out there, they don't even know how to do it. So, huh, interesting. A uh, clone of the naval officer Galad Palion. He was cloned before. He was cloned by Grand Admiral Thrawn after the creation of Jason, a clone of Jedi Jason Solo. The original Kylo, but I don't think he's led canon in. Hmm. All right. Uh, Jill Jill Odd is his name. Jill Odd. Jill Odd. Good thing we got Joker here. Joker's hooking. Yeah, Joker's hooking. All right. So, ooh, that that last one was gonna be who I picked as not being a real one, but the fact that Joker actually has pronunciation on makes me think that maybe that's a real one, and um. I, I'm going to say Mandak Confifer is the, uh, is, is the, uh, is the name you cloned, um, into <laughs> fakeness. It was, that was the one I made up. Woo! And the funny part is you knew exactly where the Confifer came from. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of close. So I was like. It's kind of what it looks like, but I'm not sure. Very nice. Very I was nice. like, you know what? That might be too much. 
It might be too easy, but it's too funny of a name. <laughs> Mandak Confifer. Very nice. Very clone. nice. All right, this, uh, not too bad. I feel like it did pretty well for episode one of this. It did. I growed in tears. That seemed like the probably the easiest one there. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah. that, I still I, don't know how to say, is, how do you say that? Isani? Isani. I have no idea. Izzard. I'm the Joker. It's Isani. So there, there you go. Uh, I assume that Groden is probably the most fierce clone here, but that's probably not saying a whole lot. <laughs> probably. I mean, he's got friends. None of these other were listed as listed their friends with him. Yeah. All right. You ready to jump into this next thing? Let's do it. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? I would like to mention, um, this is the first time of you guys picking, or not picking, but seeing the new setup. Um, this, that you see in this blue solo cup, <laughs> this is my first glass of scotch in the new house. So that is very exciting. So this is a, it's a night of celebration as far as I'm concerned. That's So you haven't drank at all in the new house or just the first time you drank scotch? Scotch. Oh no, I've been <laughs> yeah, drinking. I was gonna say. What, I mean, man, what, what do you doing? think I am? Okay. Falling asleep at night, you know? Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I like my booze. Um, but all right, it's time to. There's. I got a whole list of crap because we didn't do a show last week, and so much, <laughs> so so much going on. So, all righty, uh, here we go. Gear. What do you got? What you got? Thirteen. Han Solo. Um, he hits like a freight train going downhill with a like going light speed or something. Like <laughs> he gets a thousand physical damage, uh, you know, and then all of everything that he gets in gear 12 is now calculated into, into his mods. I can't remember exactly how much offense he gained, but it's freaking insane i mean he he is truly a damn wrecking ball i am really impressed um i i am really digging my gear 13 hon haven't got to use him a ton but loving it so far i zated geonosian brute alpha his leader ability I already had his unique but i went ahead and did his leader ability my bugs are full you gear were you 12. were jealous when you i showed you my my Gear 8 Double Zeta GBA, huh? Oh, I was so jealous. You're like, if he's going to do it at Gear 8, yeah. what am I doing it with myself? Actually, I had done <laughs> mine before. I did it quite a while back. This is this is closer to the, like the two weeks back thing, you know? So, oh, that doesn't fit my narrative? Come on. I know. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Um, everybody <laughs> is commenting that they're digging the new... They're liking the uh, the video. So, that is very exciting. I'm glad that... People actually um, thought that you had new internet. We're not. That's crazy. That, we're um, not there yet. We are yeah, not I'm there yet. Still using the same internet. It's my uh, my hotspot. So I think I just get better signal here. So that's really exciting. Um, so hopefully this will be the new standard going forward. And maybe if it stays this good, it'll mean I can start live streaming some crap. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, if you don't yeah. already, twitter.com slash shattered order, you need to go follow us uh, because we want you to follow us on Twitter just for vanity <laughs> reasons. But 
I put a poll out this week, and I wanted to know what you guys thought. Wampa or Asajj Ventress for my next Gear 13? Because they both take the same piece. They're two characters that I use. Um, I use them a ton, and they're awesome, obviously. So um, I couldn't decide. The poll ended up being 51% to 49%. Wampa took the lead. So I went in there and I gave that gear 13 piece to Asajj Ventress. Um, I had to decide before a territory war started. That was my goal. And it was 50-50 at the time. And I ultimately, I just decided to go with Asajj. So, um, yeah. Uh, That's, uh, that means two Night Sisters at gear 13, right? Mother Tal, or not, Daka about. and Asajj, right? Yes. Yep. And it's about to be Mother Talzin because she is next on my list. Probably tomorrow. Um, I am just going all out on my Night Sisters right now. I just got Spirit to Gear 12. Um, so she, I'm trying to make my Night Sisters hell to deal with because I think I'm getting close to the point where if you want to take troopers against my Night Sisters, best of luck. Um, I mean, they're just unless they're. It's uh, one of those teams that's. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my then... not, my spirit is super <laughs> fast. My Assage is super fast. Like they're both gonna go before a Stark most likely, and things can go so wrong against Night Sisters. So, um, I it's, you know, I, I think the route I'm going is a pretty good way to go. Um, so, uh, we lost you there for well, a second. Oh crap. You lost me. That's, that's fine. No, you're, right. you're still there. It's just, oh. it, your voice cut out for a second. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, there and that's not perfect, but it's better. Um, the other thing I am still farming B1. I'm, so, I'm this close. I am 91 out of a hundred. So I'm basically right. I, I'm just damn near there um hopefully hopefully this weekend and hopefully before we get to phase three of the territory battle which should be easy so we'll see um yeah now it's time to talk about this mod the mod i got this week that is just awesome i haven't figured out who it's gonna go on that's the only problem and it's not sliced yet but it is a crit damage set bonus it's an arrow that is offense primary, 151 offense, 5 speed, 1.64 crit chance, and 2 and 3 quarters percent protection. Um, it was basically, I had 4 hits on the uh, the offense and the other hit went to protection. So protection, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have much preferred it go to either speed or crit chance or offense. You know, went to the one thing I didn't want to go to, but, uh, you know, I am not going to uh, complain. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, that's pretty dang good. Does my... Crit do, damage set do the cool. lights in here really look that bright? Apparently this is a... You're brighter than you were in your other place, for sure. Okay, that's understandable, yeah. So you're probably closer to the light or under it and not farther away from this it. room is much smaller than my old room. So, and my light is like right there. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Hey, it works. 
It works. <laughs> and you'll get a tan in the meantime. It's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I could use it. I could definitely so use I just, it. So I just did a thing. Okay. What'd you do? We can call this part of my week. But uh, I have some options for you. I knew who I, I know who I want to do and who I'm probably going to do. But there are two other options, and I want to see which one you would do, right? So I just needed to buy 25 Chirotex to finish a Gear 13 piece. Okay. And I was just farming them. I decided to just buy it to ask you this. Would you put it on Malik, Jedi Knight Revan, or Grandmaster Yoda? Malik. That's exactly... That's who my choice was. I was just curious who the other ones that would... So available to this is going to make some people mad because I know a lot of people have done this character, but I highly recommend people not do Grandmaster Yoda. He just he doesn't gain enough to justify the gear 13 piece on him, in my opinion. Who's that? Grandmaster Yoda. Oh, Yoda. Yeah. He would, out of those three, he would definitely not be the number one choice for me. But I'm going to, all right, I don't know if you can see this. Are you doing it right now, live? Oh, I'm doing it live. Oh, yes. This is good, because I was going to ask you about this. I, I noticed you sent uh, your your team in T-Dub, and, you know. He still wasn't Greer 13? Well, he is now. Yeah. So, what did I do Woo. this week? Got a second gear 13. So it's funny. I say I got a second gear 13. I know a lot of people have a lot of gear 13s at this point, but that all my farming has literally been going to the, the separatists. And I'm at this point now in the last two weeks, I have every separatist at gear 12, except for count Dooku and Geonosian brood alpha brood alpha is 10 and oh, Dooku yeah. just got to nine. So over the course of the last That's two awesome. weeks, I've pretty much gotten every Gino or every separatist up to gear twelve. So I'm looking good for this uh, this coming TB. I just need to get 52 shards for Brood Alpha for him to be available for the Watt Tamber mission. I'm trying. Oh yeah. But I get there. Man, I had three refreshes yesterday for four shards. So that didn't help me much. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Drew said in the live chat, so Wampa is better than Yoda? I think that's what Wink just said. And I did say I highly recommend people take Wampa to gear 13 before either Yoda. And do you know why? Because Wampa's a beast? Because because Yoda doesn't need all that gear to be amazing, Wampa does. Yoda is so much better than Wampa that he can be a gear level down and still be better. That's why. I'm pretty sure that Wampa works great at gear 12. Doesn't need to be gear 13. Only makes him he's better. A, yeah, he's all right at gear 12. I do have to admit. Um, hit, I, I will say, uh, I got to thank Tash. Um, Tash, thank you for giving me that opportunity to not do a crappy Zeta and got to pick my Zeta because that Stormtrooper Han Zeta. One of your favorites, right? It's kind of awesome. I'm not even going to lie. I've been using Rex, lead Stormtrooper Han and Wampa against Karth teams 
and they smash. It is insane because Candorous just keeps attacking Stormtrooper Han, and he doesn't do enough damage to do anything to Han. Han stays at full protection, basically, but it feeds insane amounts of turn meter because the turn meter gain from hitting Han plus the turn meter gain from Rex lead. Wampa ramps very quickly, and he destroys stuff very quickly. It is absolutely awesome. Speaking of Tesh, um, Soul from Frequent Fighters wanted me to mention something. Okay. And uh, that is that Tesh lost another bet recently, and we should Woo, all... I if saw we that. Ever need to, if we ever need to know about Tesh's Gear 13 Sunfock and Poggle, he's the guy <laughs> to ask, because those two are Gear 13 for Tesh, so... That is true. That's rough. It could have been much worse. Uh, could have been worse. That's true. Poggle. Like Zading Rose. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So uh, congratulations, Tesh. I'm happy for you on your two new babies. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I don't know about the rest of the week. I didn't do... I, I, literally, this game for me has been gearing up Separatists. And now that I'm almost done, once I finish them, I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Actually, I do. Uh, that's another thing I did this week. I autoed tiers 5, 6, and 7 of the Padme event with my, with my Separatist droid uh, team. Gear 13 Hell, Grievous, yeah. along with the other four droids... On auto, took care of that event. I did not have to worry about it at all on my main account. Uh, if you did not catch the live stream, though, uh, yesterday, I also 7-star uh, Padme on my alt account using a much worse team than that. But it was a lot of fun trying, and that team was actually a gear 10 Newt with a Zeta as a leader. Okay. A Gear 12 Double Zeta Assage, Gear 12 Geonosian Spy, Gear 12 Sunfock, and a Gear 11 B2. No Zeta. Nice. So the only Zetas were on Newt and Assage. And surprisingly, that team actually did... Once you figure out what you're going to do with that team to try to keep them from using their specials and continuously dispel with Sunfock and Assage, it actually went pretty well, so... Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. So that one wasn't an auto. <laughs> that one actually took some <laughs> some attempts, but that nice. was a lot of fun yesterday. So if you didn't see it and you want to see it, the team that I use, you're still trying. There's a live stream here on Twitch. I uploaded the video to our YouTube as well, so that is all there if you want to check it out. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. It was super fun. Yeah, I was glad that event came back. And I uh, it makes me excited as well because... I didn't get Malik on my alt account, but all my characters on my alt account are Ugh. gear 12. So when Malik comes nice. back, I will be ready to live stream for Malik on my alt again. Ooh. So that'll be fun when it happens. We, uh, we should, yeah, we should do that together because I, I have a the live stream? stream to do on that as well because I forgot about that this week. I zated Karth and I finished getting all of, well, Zalbar, Mission, Karth, and Candorous. I uh, got them to where they're 17,500. So Candorous to gear 12. Um, 
Zalbar to gear 12, Mission to gear 11, I believe, and uh, gear 10 Karth with Zeta did it. So uh, it's nice. Gives me another team for Grand Arena, and um, and I'm ready for Malik. So bring it on. For sure, for sure. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if it's as if it makes me rage like the last one did and is as fun as I thought it was despite the raging. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. All right. Um This next topic I think is going to be fun. I, I Territory Battles coming back and so I I kind of wanted us to talk about our TB strategy, some of the teams we're using, what we're having good success with, what we're not having good success with, and hopefully throw some ideas into people's head for this upcoming territory battle and give you some things to think about and at least test, you know, um, if nothing else. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All righty. Um, well, I guess... I oh, let's just go back and forth talking about teams. I'll go first. I I've mentioned it before, but man, Emperor Palpatine, that leader ability is just mind blowing, spectacular. I love it so much. It's so much fun. Um, this team doesn't work great in Phase Four, so it's like everything else. Um, phase Four is a bitch. So. Emperor Palpatine lead with Range Trooper, Death Trooper. Those three together, and then you can throw in, like, you can throw in Thrawn, you can throw in Vader. Um, I've used Shore. Shore's kind of nice because it protects Palpatine because there are some times where I lose Palpatine right off the bat and then get smashed. Um, but you can have that fifth character as kind of anyone else. But the other character that's crucial, though, is Bastille Sean Fallen. Um... Because of all the debuffs that she does, I know a lot of people use her with Darth Revan and Malak, but I think Darth Revan and Malak can probably carry themselves without uh, without Bastille Sean. And plus, there's a good chance you might have platoon one of those anyway. So this kind of it's a good if you don't have to platoon her, but you have to platoon the others. It's, yes, she fits right, slots right in, and you can help out. Your guild yep. as well. If you if you platoon Malak and Darth Revan, absolutely keep Bastille Sean Fall and throw her with the Emperor Power team because that team is truly incredible. The debuffs get everywhere, and you just get turn meter. Death Trooper, he has the cooldown increase, which is really, really awesome. Um, it can keep you from getting AoE too hard in the beginning of phases. I always like to save that going into the beginning of phase. It's kind of the same thing that I do, like, if I use Darth Nihilus with um, Emperor Palpatine, who's also really good. You know, I'll save, like, his Annihilate for the beginning. I'll save Death Trooper's AoE. And the other thing great about Death Trooper is him in range. They can counter. They can recover, get protection up, that sort of stuff. But um, the Death Mark. The Death Mark is huge. When you're talking about characters that have... I don't even know how much health they have. 200,000 health. Uh, death Way mark. too much. Yeah. It, it <laughs> will make such short work of these characters. Once you get one down, death mark them, couple hits, done. And um, so 
it's really nice because Imperial Trooper is not that great. Death Trooper, unfreaking believable with Emperor Palpatine. Um, probably my favorite comp. That that's probably the most fun team that there is for territory battle, in my opinion. And another thought to that as well. A lot of times, if you have to drop Darth Revan, Malak, HK, um, I don't see Sith Trooper a lot in platoons. Um, I know he's in there in a couple spots, but another place Bastila could fill in is if you had to drop Malak, HK, and Darth Revan, the triumvirate with Bastila and Sith Trooper is still very good. Oh, yeah. In there. Because uh, with Trey as the leader... Most of your Sith stay alive a pretty long time, and you're going through all those uh, Annihilates, as well as uh, Sion being able to bring himself up. Every once mm-hmm. in a while, you'll get really unlucky, where they just focus him down before he can get uh, before he can get the revive. But if that if you're f- afraid of that, if you're worried about yours, then just don't you know do his yeah. AOE immediately. So, you know, but that's another Sith team that she can slot into if you have to platoon those other characters. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so uh, who have you been uh, using that you enjoy? So this is a team I wish I had on my main account, but I have it on my alt account and I use it every TB and it okay. does really well. And that is... A boss lead with Django, Boba. Okay. Let's see. Bosk, Django, Boba, Imbo, and Greedo. And that one has been doing really well for me. Obviously, it doesn't do great in phase four, but nothing does. But the other three phases on the last GOTB, I was able to uh, four out of four, all three phases. And mine are all gear 12 with like three pieces on them. So they're not none of them are gear thirteen or anything, but they're all max old max, I guess you could say. Yeah. So they do that team does really well, especially because of all the heals from uh, Bosk, mm-hmm. uh, the revives on two of your characters, uh, and Imbo can revive redo his protection. He obviously he takes his protection with the one ability, but he can he can uh, heal himself with the other one. So he keeps going up and down. He's fine. He also has uh, a dispel on basic, which is great when you have all yes. these counters and taunts. Yeah, it's a really that team is really fun. I mean, like I tried Django lead at one point because of all the extra revives, but it they didn't get all the they didn't get all the heals uh that they would normally get under the boss lead, so it didn't they didn't last as long as under boss. Yeah. Yep, uh, that's that's one of my favorites. Uh, I mean, ever, other than that, the only things I can tell you are the the ones that everyone uses. You know, like uh, like the your separatist droids teams, your Gian Oceans. I plan to test out this go run because I didn't have GBA at five, six stars last time. I have them there. Hopefully, seven star before this one starts. But the Gian Oceans team will be fun. You know, you got the absolutely Night Sister team. That one. That's great. the team I want to talk about. Um, I almost yeah. went four out of four in the last TB in phase four. I was so freaking close. Um, I, I, the problem was that I screwed up at the end of phase three. 
And I, it just, it really screwed me going into the final phase. And it put me in a position where I wasn't able to get a few Night Sisters killed off to start ramping up Daka's stacking health. Um, but my general strategy with the Night Sisters is I use the Mother Talzin lead because she does the revives. That is definitely the lead that you want to use in Territory Battle. I think it's the better lead anyway. Grand Arena, Territory Battle, or sorry, Territory War, Territory Battle, doesn't matter. Mother Talzin is the better lead in my opinion. Um, but what I like to do a lot is if you can, like once a clone gets um, counter, uh, I I will just spam basic on them and it'll always bring back a night sister that's dead and they'll counter and hopefully kill someone else. It works really well. You can kill off night sisters super quick, ramp up Dockett's health, make it incredibly difficult to kill her. And then you can just kind of cruise through because they can kill everyone else, but they can't kill Daka. And so naturally they all just keep coming back and it is insanely fun. Um, my goal is to go four out of four this next time. Um, so we'll, yep. we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I think I can do it. The only thing is, um, as Maze Window asked in chat about Daka's health resetting each wave, it does reset each wave. And that's really important to know because one thing that can actually kind of be helpful is going into a wave with one or two dead Night Sisters. The reason being you can immediately use the basic and revive them. Already having Night Sisters dead just makes it easier to stack up, you know, 10, 20, 30% on Daka right off the bat. And if you have her at high health, then, you know, you just make her that much more durable, that much quicker. And that, I think, is she, key. So she can revive them at that point but if they're dead between the phases? Yes. If they die between okay. waves, they can come back. Um, it's just, you know, once battle concludes, they can't come back. But, yeah, if you're transitioning phases and stuff, they uh, they, they can be revived. That's... Um, it works like that. In, I probably uh, knew that, but try. You, you ever have that also. thinking? You ever think about things like that, and then you question yourself? Yeah, because it's not something so. you see a whole lot. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Night Sisters super fun. Um, I kind of just remodded basically the whole freaking team. Um, you know, making sure making sure that Spirit's Fast got a lot of damage. Uh, Mother Talzin. Um, she, uh, she gains like, what is that? I'm trying to remember. 18,000 health inside of gear 12, I believe. So taking her to gear 13 gives her a ton of extra health that is calculated into her mod bonuses. So um, just because I know I'm going to be getting her to gear 13 soon... I remodded her with uh, health primary and health set. I run offense set on her to make her dangerous. I am becoming less concerned about potency on her because two reasons. Um, potency in Grand Arena doesn't really matter because most people don't run enough tenacity to prevent her plagues. Two, 
in territory battle, they have so much tenacity, you're probably not going to get more potency than they have tenacity anyway. And you gain turn meter from uh, debuffs not being uh, inflicted. So um, I'm thinking about going to an offense primary on Mother Talzin. I'm not fully convinced on that yet, though. Yeah, it seems like the best way to reliably land debuffs is tenacity. And I think that's why people were asking that in chat about unresistable tenacity down with HK47 being the guy there. But it's, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It's when you get to those later phases, even just within like a four, even within the first four, it seems like the first two waves they have lower tenacity and it goes up as you go through the phases. I don't know if yes, anyone I agree. has noticed that as well, but it seems like once you get to four out of four, they're resisting a lot more than they were in the first one. Yeah. So that number probably scales with each phase and it's probably whatever phase four was in, you know, wave one or sorry, whatever the four out of four was in phase one is probably what phase one in phase four yeah that's super confusing i'm not even gonna try to keep explaining that because i'm using the same words but basically that tenacity gets nasty near the end so if you're working on a team that's basically debuff heavy that's they're hard to get to work in the end they are it's it can be a pain um you know tenacity down since you know it's unresistible so important and it you know like we've mentioned before if you're if your guild is going for the AOE, uh, is it Hellfire? Um, if you're going for that, complete all three tiers. If you can only do one or two, don't burn any good characters on it because it's not worth it. The only thing that makes that ability super good is the tenacity down that you get in that third level of it, which means you have to complete all six platoons of it. So go all in or don't bother. That's kind of my advice there and just explaining the obvious if you didn't know why the boss lead i was talking about ends up doing so well it's because they gain the five percent health and protection when they inflict a debuff or sorry you know, whenever the enemy suffers a debuff or whenever they resist one so it's a lot of heals as you go on yeah and that's why i they, mean they can last really long Especially and the nice most thing of those is, guys I mentioned do debuffs. And a lot of them AoE debuffs. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. it's nothing to get out five or ten debuffs at a time. It's, you know. And heal yourself really all the way back up. I haven't got <laughs> to use that yet. Um, I, I may try that this territory battle because I have yet to use bounty hunters. Um, and it sounds like fun. It seems like it should work. I am pretty familiar with First Order. Uh I almost went for, well, I guess I didn't almost, but I pretty easily got three out of four with first order in phase three, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, I had Fox like stacked with health. And of course, you know, he gained stacking health and he basically became like DACA. I mean, he was damn near impossible to kill because he had stacked up so much health and crew being very difficult to kill. Those two really kind of carried me a long ways. Um, but, you know, if you get strapped for teams, you know, first order is not bad. It, it can definitely get you two or three out of four um, if you use it properly on, 
some of those more difficult phases. Probably not in phase four. I haven't tried them. So that's what I was gonna say is well, that's some of the best parts about I, as a guild wise, some of the best parts about having some of these other teams ready to go. Because those other teams aren't really in the platoons as much. So if you're able yeah, to help true. your guild out with the platoons and still have those teams that can do well like that, I mean that it, it, it it's huge. Especially for especially for the people with Malik and especially in guilds that don't have a lot of Maliks, because that can just completely disintegrate an extra phase of a battle without yep. Malik in there on that team. So if you can not use your Sith Empire and still get the same results as if you had used them and you're able to platoon the way your guild leaders will want you to, I'm sure, that's yep. perfect. I agree. I'm going to ask you a question about ships real quick. Okay. Do you feel like there needs to be more... I mean, I, I, if we're looking at ship tanks in general across all ships, there's a pretty good amount, but it just seems like there's not any really great ones for to start a battle with on the dark side besides Sunfock. Well, there's now Sunfock for me because I just got him geared up. Mm-hmm. He's but pretty Houndstooth good. and Sunfock. But Sunfock, you can't control his Well, taunt. it's based on buffs, but fortunately, Galactic yeah. Republic have a lot of buffs, so that's not much of an issue. The problem is Sunfock does go down fairly easy. He's not that tanky for a tank, and... You know, I've kind of struggled a little bit with my bugs in territory battle. Um, once I did really well. The other time I lost. Um, Houndstooth is just effing good. That that ship is. Yeah, see, it's that's it's on another. That was going to be my point. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, basically, the, the H Houndstooth's great to use in it to probably be it right because he protects the other ships that are so just squishy right if if no one is taunting everyone's gonna die very quickly in these yep. battles and you know slave one can only taunt when you bring it in as a reinforcement you can't start the battle with it and make it taunt and even when you do it dies pretty quickly just like sun fox so it's just and then you have to platoon so many houndstooths it's just really rough with these ships so i'm trying to figure out you know if something's going to change there or if gear 13 is meant for all these pilots like what it we're going to get into some teams, of this stuff later but building two yeah. ship teams is just really rough especially when you get into the one against uh the negotiator uh forcuero so. mentions something that i've seen a lot of other people mention but i am completely unfamiliar with the ship and haven't used it at all but apparently sith bomber is fantastic um, that's a ship that I need to work on and kind of see how it does. But everyone says that is a great ship. It does extremely well. I think you're supposed to bring it in off the bench, if I recall correctly. And, um, uh, Forceware actually s- says opening lineup, but I have seen uh, a lot of people mention use it as a reinforcement that works extremely well. So which one, uh, Sith bomber, that is, uh, oh, okay. Sith Marauder ship. Uh, See, I would probably really good. choose Spy. I'd like Spy as a uh, reinforcement if I'm thinking of Spy versus Soldier. Because I believe he has a focus when he comes in. Yes. So if you're trying to bring him in to focus down someone that's almost dead, because a lot of the times you'll get these ships to 
red, mm-hmm. and then the guy next to him will ta- taunt. And before you can even get to that guy to kill him off, he's already healed all the way back up. Yeah, and the great thing about Spy is once his reinforcements max, he will put taunt on a character that doesn't already have taunt. So um, you're guaranteed to get an additional target if you're kind of taunt blocked by something, which is yeah, really he's great. Pretty, he's pretty great. He's a pretty great uh, reinforcement, I think. Uh, something else I think we learned this week is, um, you know, at some point we're going to get malevolence, and that might make a difference in some of these battles because... Yeah, uh, it's it's good, it's 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 really good. Doesn't some of them require Chimera, don't they? If I'm thinking, or Executrix. One of, uh, one of them does require a specific capital. I can't remember which. Yeah, I can't remember which one. And there's is. one that requires the bugs. Um, but yeah, the prevailing yeah. thought, or at least the one that I've seen, is that the one that requires a ship will be changed. Once malevolence comes out to be that. Now, if it's in if it's in the same place as negotiator, you can forget that idea. But if it's one that's, uh, I don't think they'd like do a that. legendary that or something. Off. Well, if not they, if they, it was easily. Well, yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah, It'd be I, interesting. Though. I'd be surprised it's because executrix. If it's that one, that's not even the right time period. Chimera yeah. is that Clone Wars era? I don't think it is. Oh, I don't know. Um, one uh, last thing I want to say about ships. I highly recommend this, um, or at least pretty highly recommend it. If your guild has complete and total hell in phase four, and you're only going to get one star on each of the bottom two phases, do not platoon your houndstooths because it does nothing for you. You're going to get smashed in the battles anyway. So save your houndstooth, beat your combat mission with ships, and go for the ships because the ships are much easier there. Uh, If you have houndstooth, it's certainly beatable, and you might be able to get an extra star there rather than, you know, worrying about those platoons and then, uh, um, you know, risking not completing your CM there. All a balancing act. All a big balancing act, indeed. The ship platoons affect the character missions, I believe. Yes, that is correct. And if you're and if you're if you're skimping on those, yeah, you'll get an extra star, and hopefully not cost yourself a, sh- a character star. Yeah, but who knows? Well, I mean, like I said, for us, we get one on each of the bomb two phases, no matter what. Don't really matter at this point. Uh, it seems so, you know, focusing on ships, I think, gets us closer um, at this point. But we'll see how much longer that lasts. We'll see. Uh... Yep. All right. You ready to jump to this next topic? I totally am. Back on topic. We're talking about Roadhead. Road ahead. Sorry. We're talking about Roadhead, really? Road ahead. <laughs> <laughs> road oh, ahead uh, road yeah. ahead. it's my favorite road ahead. i hate that we only get to use it four times a year but that's all right <laughs> oh man all right so let me bring this up on the stream so this was not as juicy as people were hoping people were really hoping for some like 
you know, some good stuff. But it wasn't bad. There, um, I got some highlights here of things that I think were really important that were crucial and just absolutely must be discussed. But the rest of it was kind of fluffy, honestly. I want to point out right before you do that that they got one of the guild names they were congratulating at the beginning of the post wrong. <laughs> uh, yes, that is true. They congratulated Mighty Chlorians, which doesn't exist. It's actually Mighty Wallets now. Yep. But I guess maybe they didn't want to put wallets. I don't know. But I thought that was funny. Yeah, that, that was entertaining, to say the least. Um, so, all right. But here's the funny thing. Okay, sorry. Just a thought. They were congratulating to be the first guild to 30 stars. No one has maxed it yet still. So it is still is out of the reach for everyone at the moment. 30 is the seems to be the max according to the post, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. Oh. Sorry, I couldn't yawn. I couldn't help but yawning because yawn because they said they're uh, updating a few select few of the clones. I, I just I don't care. So why don't you tell us what you think about? I it? do. I'm excited. Mine are all gear eleven. Shouldn't take too much to get them to gear twelve because that's definitely going to be needed during this of light side. Well, we haven't got to that point yet, but they're definitely going to be needed for the other part to this. Uh, this update, this roadhead, roadhead, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for it. But the funny thing is, is they're updating a select few of the clones as they prepare for future battles. Uh, and then they go on to mention that there's going to be a few new clones. So if you don't like the way, like I like the way Cody interacts with the clones now, but they're just not. They need something different to be viable with the rest of the synergy squads out there now. Like, they used to be good for how they were worked when they were introduced back when that wasn't as big a thing with the rest of the teams. But at this point, they don't really have the staying power they used to. So they it almost like they need something else to go with them, which might be coming with new clones or with the reworks or worry working Galactic Republic Jedi's to work better with clones, kind of like Shakti when she came in has worked with clones. I'm excited to see what kind of combos we come out of this. Cause I, I'm starting to think that the Padme team clones, and then some of these uh, Galactic Republic Jedi that have sat in the doldrums for so long will be the three main things for this. Yeah. And this well, being light side GOTB. Um, um, I keep talking about that like it's a thing and we haven't even mentioned it. Yet. Eh, we'll get there in a second. But <laughs> um, as for the clones, one thing I'm worried about, the past couple reworks we've seen, we have seen them do away with a long time, extremely good, very useful leader ability. And... Rex's lead has kind say. of been a know. problem. It's been, yeah. it's so good. It's never not been good. Since he came into the game, it's been good. It's good in every meta. It may not be elite in every meta, but damn it, you can sure as hell use it because it is really good. 
And I worry that they're going to take this opportunity to just to, to really neuter that leader ability and give it some synergy or make him just work so well somewhere else to where, you know, basically like what they did with HK-47. HK-47 is freaking amazing with Darth Revan. Zero questions about it. His leader ability, it sucks now. It, it used to be super kick-ass. It was great. Loved it. So much fun. And now I just don't care. I'm so worried about that. Yeah, it's going to be... Everyone will be waiting for that one, for sure. Yep. So, we'll see. I'm hoping they don't, because he's still perfectly useful for lots of things, but, you know, if it breaks Grand Arena Championships, some of your Grand Arena Championship teams, that's going to stick. But yeah. you never know. That's you might not totally need them true. anymore. <laughs> you might not need those Grand Arena Championship teams anymore. Yeah, we'll see. But. All right. So the other big thing that they highlighted was Lightside Genosis Territory Battle. We saw this coming. Not surprising. Yep. Coming in August. I honestly think, still think, it will be... I think it. I think it. It will start at the point. It, it'll be just as hard as Dark Side TB is at that point when it unlocks. Not the way how hard Dark Side TB was when it started, but like my basic thought process is it'll be easier. There's more Galactic Republic characters. There's more clones. There's more just light side teams in general that you can use in this thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not going to be... I, th- I think it'll be difficult, but I don't think it'll be as hard to field teams for as Darkseid was. I, Much in the same way that when Darkseid TB came out after Hoth, Darkseid TB, the Darkseid just looked incredibly, ridiculously harder. And I think that it was harder, but uh, the limitations... Because even then, we didn't have a lot of the characters we have now... There weren't a lot of teams to use back then. So I don't know. I think it won't be... I don't fear it as much as the Dark Side one before it came out, I guess. I'm kind of the opposite because I think that the Light Side one is going to be total hell. I think they're... I think they went with the Dark Side first just because it was easier to do and they're saving the Light Side for second because it's... It's going to require a little bit more finessing to make it difficult because... You have so many freakishly good light side teams that revive and stack health and protection and recover and all this sort of stuff. So they're trying to find a way to make it more difficult. They will use platoons to do that, of course. We know they will. But I think that's why they're kind of waiting is because they want to be more difficult. And I think that, um, you know... I kind of think that it's it's going to be pretty rough whenever it comes out. Yeah, I don't doubt it'll be rough. I just think it'll be more manageable as far as platoons go and still having teams you can trust. Yeah. Drew made a good point as well. More legendary or 
journey characters on the light side as well. So you got RJT, True. CLS, JKR. Like there's a lot of really good characters on the light side. So 100%. we'll set. Which means you're gonna platoon all of them. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably so. No. Um all right, so something else that they said, and I quote because they specifically said uh new units, quote, that will leave you slapping your forehead in disbelief. Means I have no idea what this could mean. Dude. I I I think I read that and it was totally obvious to me. And then I heard about the QA and someone said that Crumb said that he wasn't coming. And I'm like, that's got to be a lie. Maybe. Don't maybe, buy it for a freaking second. Yeah, maybe your bosses were a little mad you made that too easy to guess. Because there's no... that The way that's written, there's no doubt in my mind. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. But there's more to it than that. Joker a few other surprises in store, but revealing more would strain our benevolence. They're Ooh. using that word again. Malevolence, benevolence. This is the second time they've used that word, so I think that you can glean from that that gleam, glean. Quoth can make fun of me for using the wrong word again. <laughs> but uh benevolence they've used twice, so I think you can pretty much guess that uh the malevolence is also a part of light side. Territory battles, as well as uh, you don't have to scavenge for long as the light side reeks of great content. And if you look at the way that reeks is spelled, so you know that uh, mm -hmm. you know that three-horned rhino-looking monster I do. in the arena? Yeah. That's the reek. It spelled is. R-E-E-K. So you got the Ackley in the dark side version. I think we can all guess that the reek is probably the beast mm -hmm. you're going to be fighting in the light side version i agree and the other thing is and there is you won't have to scavenge for long uh that was an interesting quote that i do believe referred to the vulture droid so there's a lot of hints in that one little you know one little phrase there <laughs> sadly the nexu gets left out no that's when they introduce a hundred neutral characters, and we all just sit in the stands and watch, and then have to fight the next. Nice. <laughs> the next suit. Very nice. Yeah, but the um, uh, yeah the scavenge one is the word I got hung up on when I read this the first time. But now that we ha do know where we have the, or we actually have the vulture droid already, that actually makes sense. So. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. So we'll we'll see what we actually end up getting, but. Yep. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, the way they I'm phrase more it in here. Who the with Jar Jar, and there'll be another one. So I'm kind of curious and wondering who that other one is going to be. Um, Who's left who, if besides Jar Jar? Joker predicts that's uh, Coyote Mundy and not Jar Jar. Um, I've seen a couple other people suggest that. Um, Why? Because he has a giant forehead. Maybe because because if that's the reason, it's now clicking in my head that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I, he's in the Dark Side TB I, as a NPC. I, I I would just be so surprised if we didn't get Jar Jar. He's kind of a primary character throughout the entire prequels. Um, you know, he's people feel very strongly one way or the other about Jar Jar, but I'd be surprised if he did not come into the game. But um, 
Uh, I think a lot of the kids that grew up on the prequels and those were their first intro to Star Wars, or even my kids, like, there's still a lot of people that like Jar Jar. And I think a lot of the old Star Wars watchers, when they got this slapstick character, didn't like him. But I think there's, he's got a good, he has an audience. I'm not his audience. Yeah, that's fair. But there are a lot of people that like him, so. Um, for sure. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the fact that they put all that in with the benevolence thing kind of makes me wonder, do you think there's a chance that the malevolence would be unlocked through the light side territory battle? Uh, maybe. Then you wouldn't need a second character, but that'd be the first time a ship is unlocked that way, right? It would be. So, it could be a uh, you know like um, a, a as long as it's not locked behind Captain a Han ship thing. mission, then I'm okay. Yeah, because I do not want to be forced to gear pilots for a ship mission to get malevolence. Please yeah. no. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So the other big monstrous iconic thing from this road ahead post is. The unlocking of iconic power. Iconic power. The hell does that mean? God only knows. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to read a quote that kind of describes these to some degree if you're unfamiliar. Finally, what if these items not only granted you immense character power, including potentially brand new abilities, but if they were also enhanced using the massive quantities of accumulated unspent gear and materials that longtime players have piled up over years of collecting and playing. That sounds good, right? Does sound good. Right? Sounds um, good to me. So, all right, Iconic Power. What They kind of mentioned that the idea is each character will have an iconic item. Uh, for the most part, this is going to be steered towards weapons. Lightsabers, blasters, that sort of thing. But there will be a few things that are a little bit different. For example, Darth Vader's mask. Um, so there will be a few different things. But for the most part, it's going to be weapons. And... From my understanding, this looks like the next level of character progression uh, that kind of takes place beyond Zetas. I suspect this is why they made Zetas more consistent, allow us to get them a little bit quicker, because there's a new upgrade thing coming, which is the Iconic Power. And what I am expecting from this is basically a new type of ability on every character where you get, like, maybe some stat increases, maybe you get some extra say speed or offense or whatever as you start leveling up and as they mentioned some will include brand new abilities so this will be a point where <clears throat> you can level them up get extra stats and then even get some new abilities which i think would be super cool um just more ways to progress characters what do you think as far as all that goes so i think someone was talking about this during the qa i haven't really read their qa only a lot of tldrs about it 
But from the sounds of what they're trying to do with this is... You remember the protection update where they updated all the old characters' protection? I do. So from what I gather is that these are also a way that they're trying to normalize the stats for some of those older characters and the newer characters, obviously, to bring them all more... Bring them all up and be more viable in different ways for different things. And so if I can use old gear that I have laying around to do that, I am 100% on board. Now, this is what my worry is. And this is the part about this that I'm almost... I'm willing to bet this is how it happens. I bet all that extra gear goes towards... Let's say it's a tier... There's tier six. There's six levels of these things, right? I bet all that old stuff will get us to get level four on these things. And all of a sudden now we have two levels of grind, a new type of grind to get them up to that sixth level. And as cool as this sounds, I don't want more grinds, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to be farming gear. I don't want to be trying to get these characters up to gear 12 and usable while still trying to get some characters to gear 13 while also still trying to farm iconic staff and guns and stuff all on top of each other and having to pick which one you're going to do and never be able to ever get your roster to a place where you want it to be unless it's one team and then you it just it's just it sounds cool, but to me it sounds like it's just going to be another thing on top of everything else that adds to your farming and makes it a living nightmare. <laughs> I see your point, but let me counter. All right. Actually, one point before I counter. Um, the thing you mentioned about leveling off stats, that's kind of interesting because I hadn't thought of it that way as far as balancing things out. Gear 13 kind of does that. Like, with the way every character gets different stats, they are using that to help balance things. This could be a way to balance things at lower gear levels rather than having to be gear 13, which I kind of like. Um, that sounds sure. pretty cool. Um, I, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see it. But this is what I, I res- foresee. I I totally agree. I'm reserving judgment until I actually see it. But I I like the idea of there being like a new type of Zeta, a new thing that you have to work on, decisions you have to make that are crucial because you can only progress so far in some of these things. And you look at say the Rook AAT raid the rewards from that thing below. I, I I never get anything useful. If I get something <laughs> that a character can even use, I am surprised. Speaking of, did you check our simmed the simmed pit rewards we got while we were podcasting? They were spectacular. A full boombox? <laughs> yes! It's almost unbelievable. I mean... Who'd have thunk it? I told you. And guess what? The character I was working on needed one. So now I will never use those prototypes. I'm telling you. Anytime I need to use prototypes, we get a full one. That's the way it works. So obnoxious. (laughs) So 
Uh, I think I think this will kind of take the place of Zetas, make Zetas a little bit more commonplace, kind of like Omegas, and this will be the new thing to kind of worry about and go for, which I think is a pretty good idea. I think they're, you know, your decision making on Zetas are so important. It it really builds around teams. Um, as far as how important things are, what direction you want to go. I think we need more more things like that. I, I really like that idea. And if they are taking a lot of these really just garbage crap rewards from Heroic AAT and the Heroic Sith Raid, so even the Heroic Sith Raid, I hardly ever get anything that I freaking need or that I can equip without farming a bunch of stun guns and other crap. Um... The gear 12 plus piece is obviously useful. Everything else is generally crap, it seems like. <laughs> and unless you get magically get the 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 black basketballs. Yeah. Those are fine. That's about I, it. Or the uh the last the raid pads. I finished seventh or eighth, and I got five fully crafted pieces. There was only one that could even be equipped on a character. I mean, they're so just, it's crazy. I, I don't know. The, I, I feel like these rewards are terrible. They give out crap that we'll never use. Ma, what are they? Mark III Bacta Gels? Never need them. You get them all the time. Please give me a reason. The, my ultimate prediction is this will eventually create some sort of grind with heroic AAT rewards because the rewards in that thing are so terrible so useless <laughs> there's got to be somewhere for there to go suddenly all those mark four stun guns that you have exactly are useful the, the six thousand mark four stun guns that you've just i would like that. why they exist are going to uh I, I want to be excited about getting rewards from a freaking raid besides the currency. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it would, sure. if there was something that you could spend them on, a new ability, like, because there's a lot of stuff that so few characters use, create a market for it. I'm okay with that. Um, we'll see. But there was another word in here that was interesting and that was including potentially brand new abilities yeah so if some of these iconic power items will add abilities to bad characters like cup or the tuscan faction or make some of these old crappy characters more viable that will certainly be interesting maybe an iconic I piece on gamoran guard that gives them that death mark that i always wanted yep 100 percent possible <laughs> um something else to seriously think about that i haven't seen anyone else mention is with these iconic power items one thing that we will see is this will increase your galactic power it will increase the power of your ships which means speed damage health protection all that sort of stuff will be going up there so your ships will be getting better your characters will be getting better your whatever they're at gear level now characters will be better once this is done. So we've been talking whenever this territory battle came out about, you know, level cap and things like that because of how difficult it is. 
this will be the thing that kind of takes us over that hump as for making it a lot more consistent, I think. I agree. I agree. It'll be interesting for sure. Indeed. All right. um, So all in all, are you a fan of what it seems like the iconic power could be? Reserving judgment till we actually see it. But as of now, are you more excited or less excited about it? I am. If we were doing a 10 point scale, I would say I'm a six and a half. I would say I'm an 8.2. Perfect. (laughs) 8.5 seemed a little strong. Eight didn't seem like enough. A little high, but you wanted to be over eight. I got you. I like to give you guys accurate information. (laughs) Up to the minute uh, updates. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I think think it could be really good. Um, I'm being optimistic it could also be very bad i mean i I, believe me i totally see the downsides (laughs) i see people making arguments all the time i i get it i hear them all i don't really disagree like i this could be horrible it could be the thing that you know it could be the bomb that flattens the whole thing and um but i you know i suspect if this is done right i mean it it could be absolutely awesome uh it has a lot of potential there it's just too funny that like this road ahead post came out. People in at least in our Discord talked about it for about four hours, and then the discussion was dead. Yeah, like there was really that don't happen often with road nothing aheads. in this so far as to excite anyone to the point that they were talking about it all day. Yeah. So I think a lot of people right now are just on the wait and see what's going on with this uh, train. So, I agree. It will probably require Kyrotex and Zetas to craft these things. <laughs> would that surprise you? Wouldn't that be great? I, I would be pissed if it required Zetas. That's keep Zetas where they're at, and you know, if you're introducing something new, let it be new. Don't hmm. don't sell my Zetas. That'll piss people off, man. I'm telling you. Yep. All right. Uh, you ready for this next thing? Let's go. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. Alrighty. Um, Holy smokes, man. People must have known the podcast was starting soon because when I started setting up for the podcast, we were at 63 responses. Now we're up to 107. So Nice. To the, uh, you know... 44 of you that did this in the last two hours. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is basically going over the road ahead and some of the things that happened in the last week and a half. Uh, The first question being, we may be getting to it a little late, but we are going to ask you about the road ahead. First, how positive was your reaction to the road ahead in general? It was on a seven-point scale, uh, with five being the top at 33%. Four being second, twenty or thirty percent, and then three being third. So basically, topping out at five out of seven, which, if you know the meme, is a perfect score. So, five out of seven, great job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but five out of seven. So, the big I thing though is not so much like an eight out of ten at this point. 
in this. People season. were more disappointed about it. I mean, there were so few sixes and sevens, which means people were, eh, but there were a lot of people that were kind of underwhelmed about it. Oh, yeah. Seven was, the per- the highest score was, you know, six spots, no, not six, five spots, five votes lower than a one. So, literally, the lowest score was the high score. And that never happens on our polls, so... A lot of reservations, and even the six. So the next one, the next highest after five, which was the highest score, was tied with a one. So it, yeah. this is definitely trending on the lower side of excitement for this road ahead. And I am not surprised because it was kind of small and didn't have a ton of surprising things. The iconic power items that was a surprise for sure. I think we all were guessing that light side GOTB was coming. And uh, obviously, all the time with that comes the new new characters. Just more exciting to find out who they are than because we knew they were coming. We didn't yeah. know, but we all guessed. So I can totally see how this is skewed. Yeah. Yep. So second question was, after the Separatists have had their turn in the time, it will be time for clones. How ready are you for light side Geonosis territory battle? Yee. 40% of people said, I have enlisted Rex's help in forming a battle plan or say, I think I will be ready for the first two stages. So much like Dark Side TB, where the first two stages were hard the first time we tried it, uh, as time has gone on, then we've found that getting ready for those third and fourth stages are where the real meat and potatoes are, I guess. Yeah. And then about 10% less than that at 40% or 30%. Was I have some Galactic Republic tunes starting to be ready. So you're on your way to being ready for light side GOTBs. I, if we were going off of not light side, but so far just Galactic Republic and clones, my clones can be ready. My Galactic Republic Jedis, beyond the ones used in a Jedi Revan team, yeah. are pretty lacking. Besides. Eat Koth, who I have at gear 11, because... Which is just sad. We all just know Eat Koth is the dude, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so good. Next up at 18% was, uh, I have most Galactic, Re- tunes, Galactic Republic tunes ready. Something I'd like to mention for all those Jedi lovers out there, and there's a lot of them, including some in our guild, including the maker of this poll, Frost Virus. This might be their time to shine, because... A lot of those Jedi are Galactic Republic. And if you were working on all of those, you might be setting yourself up really well. Took all this time to be there, but uh, you might be really well set up for this next event. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you had, you know, getting down to under 10% was barely started and not at all ready. Yeah. Just about... 10% of people are starting now that it's announced. So. Yep. Cool. Next up, they have told us that they have gone through multiple iterations of clone reworks, maybe even on the 501st. Which clone do you think needs the rework the most? You got Rex, Cody, Fives, Echo, and Clone Sergeant. And I largely agree with the majority of pe- what people picked here. 55% of people chose Echo. Yep. 
and I agree with those people. Echo seems to have the least put together kit of them all. Um, He's got the most interesting kit, I think. Uh, just you know, his out of turn attacks and such. I think he's very interesting, and he has a lot of potentials. Just it's it worked it's great under missing Cody a big piece. It works great under Cody Lee because he keeps healing himself. But the problem with him is that his stats are so bad. He's so squishy. If he's not attacking out of turn, if he weren't doing that, and this wasn't even an ability on him, he'd be an absolutely terrible character. Because That's he's so true. squishy. And the only thing he really offers is small damage on his basic and an AoE dispel. So... Which- is nothing to Which stop is good. at, but still. It's good, yeah. but I mean, like, he needs something. Second up, people put Cody. Um, I actually like Cody's kit. I like the AoE, which is actually pretty strong with the stun on it. Uh, that's pretty good. Obviously, the one of the first multi-attacks in the entire game, which is good, but that could probably use a rework with what's going on there inside of that attack. Because I don't think I think he has a very large damage penalty for the calling in the clones. So, yeah. Third up was fives, and fourth was clone sergeant. With the only person people said not really needing a rework is Rex, and he only had one vote. Yeah, so, he's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, this is a good question for you to ask because I'm really curious which one it is for you. Uh, which <laughs> clone would you be most excited to see be reworked? And this is a freaking landslide. Um, most uh, four of the clones are fairly close, but fives was 47%. I mean, he stole the show big time here. And you know what's funny is... Uh, He's the one I'd, I would be most excited to see rework because he, I have him at gear 12. I've got gear 12 pieces on him. He has a great ship. I actually have him usable, but he's super tanky. He does counters. He has some usefulness. I do actually use him on occasion just because of what he offers. Um, so he is by far the one I am most excited about possibly being reworked. And the funniest part is, like, he's the only one, really, that anyone ever throws into a non-clone team. Like, I've heard of people using him in a Padme team just because of he's Galactic Republic. Yes. And he's tanky. He's got that slow. He's got the counter, the double tap. It's just, yeah, he's he's good. And it'll be interesting to see if they do rework and what they do with him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, most excited to see. I don't know if excited's the word for me. It's Rex. I'm most anxious to see what Rex rework is if they rework Rex. Anxious and nervous. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They're gonna kill Gr- us, lead, and I'm gonna be <laughs> pissed about it. <laughs> I don't know how long it's gonna take to get over that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh. All right, oh, man. The next question is. How positive were your first thoughts of iconic items coming to the game? Out of 107 responses, it looks like a staircase 
going downstairs, and that's not good. Um, yeah. Starting the staircase going a, down from the worst score to the yeah, highest. Yeah, it uh, starts at 20, 20.6% as a one on how positive they were. And then whenever it gets to a seven, it's only six and a half percent of people. And it basically stair steps down the entire way. It's crazy. I think this is the only question we've ever asked about something that people were excited about, where the worst answer got the most votes. And that's got to say something. This is crazy, yeah. the way that this looks right here. Yeah, that's, it's not a good sign. So it means they better nail it. <laughs> yeah, if it comes out bad, people already thought it was going to be bad. That's not going to look good at all. I mean, and it'll be interesting if they bring, if they do something to add stats that makes your mods more beneficial, because if they add, you know, these flat stats across characters, um, I'll be curious to see if that's before or after, um, you know, mods. If it takes mods into account, that'll be really interesting to see what happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hadn't thought about that. Because I honestly, what I think about when I think of iconic items, I think of, remember the old, I don't even know if it's still there. Remember the old hardware slot on ships? Yes. It was just one slot over to the side. I feel like it'll be like that on a character screen. And it'll be one of those where you level it up several times. Uh, and it'll just cool. show in that one slot what level you have the iconic item of that character. Away from the gear, not listed with the gear, but just kind of on the side. I could see that. That's cool. So, That's kind of an interesting uh, idea. Because uh, honestly, hardware, iconic item, seems almost like the same type of idea. I don't know. So kind of leading into the next question, was the most exciting thing they've told us about their plans for iconic items? Both these, these top two responses, one of them at 37%, the other 33%. The rest are pretty just not there, but... Uh, the one at 37% is using the massive quantities of accumulated unspent gear and materials. The one at 33, 34% said reward longtime players for all their dedication over the years and make players feel like everything they've ever collected um, is useful, basically. Um, so, I mean, that really tells you how people feel. Uh, you know, the other answers were much much lower percentage wise uh, i mean I don't and that know was the ones talking about brand new abilities or unlocking 11 power yeah you no know, yeah all the ones so, that actually talk about the things it's going to do people were just more excited about the gear aspect of it, it looks like. I, I i do i really think it comes down to the fact that we've been doing these challenges for so long we've been doing um you know heroic at for so long that we accumulate all the gear that we literally can't do anything with. Give mm -hmm. us something to do with, even if it creates a bit of a grind out of that stuff eventually. Um, you know, even if you know, say we have enough material to say max the abilities of say twenty characters or something for a lot of us longtime players. I, I think that would be a good idea. I mean, you know, that way. At least whenever you, you're excited about the rewards you get from the freaking raid. Like, that alone, it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. It's... I don't know, man. Like I said, I'll wait to find we'll out. We'll see. Um, 
All right, so Vulture Droid, it was released, and we want to know, how do you feel about it on these traits? Um, regarding power, it was very heavily positive, followed by neutral. So people are digging it. A uh, very small percentage of people said uh, they were very positive about the power. The fun factor, uh, there was a decent number of people that were very positive, a smidgen more at neutral, and a massive number at positive. And then overall vi viability uh, was somewhere in between those first two responses, uh, except there's a little bit more neutral. But um, people feel pretty positive about the uh, Vulture Droid in general, it seems like. Yeah, I... Honestly, I haven't had a ton of time, or I just haven't taken the time to read through his kit more than the first time I did. But uh, from what I read, it looked a lot like similar to the one in the TB, and that 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 one's fun. So, yes, I can imagine the player used one will definitely be interesting. And especially with the malevolence. Oh man, yeah. I know, I know you're up. all thinking. Did you check out Malevolence's kit in the Marquee event? Did you play with the thing? No, I didn't. I uh, I had about four hours left on the Marquee on both my accounts, and I just autoed both of them. <laughs> so Oh, uh, you missed out. It was pretty awesome. I missed out, and I knew Malevolence, Malevolence was in there to play with. I knew that uh, the Vulture Droid, learning the Vulture Droid, is what you're supposed to do in a Marquee, but I just needed to get it done. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, which leads us into, do you think having a pilotless ship is a positive for the game? And 46% of people put, on a 1 to 7 scale, 46% of people put a 7. I, long-time listeners will know, <laughs> always check <laughs> Alright, I'm looking away from chat now. Uh, I've always said on this show that I thought the biggest mistake for ships being introduced to the game, at least in my opinion, was having pilots. Because it severely limited what ships you can bring in because you have to have a character listed with the ship to bring it in. And if you wanted yep. to bring in an X-Wing, who are you going to have fly it? X-Wing pilot, which we don't have. You know, yep. things like that. So, like, having pilotless ships makes sense to me because that's the way I felt like it should have been. Now, obviously, having pilots is a good thing in in terms of needing them to be geared up for the ship to be good. So people are spending money on the gear or spending time and resources on that uh -huh. as opposed to other things. And sometimes that drives people to spend to catch up in other places. You know, whatever. I understand that part of it. But if you wanted to introduce more ships and make it more diverse and make it have people buy the ships that they like, like a Y-Wing and Red yeah. Fun and all these ships. Having pilotless ships makes more sense to me because you can introduce them without having to worry about that pilot aspect. So yep. do I think having pilotless ships is a positive for the game? Absolutely. Do I think it will continue past this point? Probably not, just because this ship is meant to be pilotless. So I don't know. I see it as a good thing, but I don't see it moving towards what I think it should have been all along, if that yeah. makes sense. Nice. All right, uh, let's go to these last couple of questions real quick. And uh, one of them is, 
How is your attempt to unlock Padme gone the second time around? 57 people said that they unlocked her and it was super easy. This surprise you at all? Uh, no, because since everyone's working on Separatists, they all got reworked. It, it made it very easy if you had them geared and you were getting them to the gear levels you needed to be. So, like, all that work on that Separatist droid team. Uh, I see, for me, this is the funniest part, right? I didn't see the Separatist droids being the one I would use in the event because of all the out of turn attacks. I thought that would just. And with how hard it was last time, I thought it would be impossible with that team. But once you figure out that once you kill Padme and Fish Do can't bring her back, yeah, and her unique is what gives everyone the protection up, they just mowed through everything on auto, right? Like, I so if you so. have them geared up and made it really easy, like, uh, for example, Geonosians under GBA, if you had that full team in there, you could put it on auto because it was just despite all the out-of-turn attacks, as long as you took down Padme first, they just took down everything else. Like, yep. it made it super easy with all the reworks, and I'm not surprised that it went that way because we were all talking about why didn't they release reworks for these characters before this event? It's so hard. I guess my main point is, for everyone that finished 7-star on the first event, my hat's off to you because I complained about that event a Thank lot you. after it. was horrible. It. <laughs> I complained about that event a lot after it because it just was so crazy. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I did not have to do that. So for I everyone agree. that did, congratulations! You pulled up. You should get a. You should really get a uh, a title in the game if you got it the first time around. It's a seven yeah. star. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right. You want to do this last question? Yeah, sure. All right, so how excited are you for the release of Carbonite Han? A Crumb apparently during the Q&A said that uh, Carbonite Han was slated for 4-1-2020. Ooh. So. <laughs> Very I don't think nice. That's true. But uh, Do you not realize what date true, that is? 4-1. Oh. Yeah. I get it now. So everyone, t- most people are excited for that April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. No. Oh, yeah. Man. We will awesome. see. Um, all right. That pretty much covers the poll this week. Uh, we got two things left. Discussing the Vulture droid and then trivia. Trivia. But yeah, right. first we want to go over this uh, vulture kit and just kind of talk about it. this. Shouldn't take very long because it's pretty simple. It's not, you know, it's not too complex. Um, but it's it's fun as hell. That's for sure. It is super cool. All right, let's go oh, ahead. One and thing start. I want to mention just from chat, and I, this is off topic, but. You said boxes, and I do think I heard that in the QA they were talking about actually last Christmas they had boxes as profile pictures, and then on on a certain day of the week it would the box would open and you'd get your present and you'd get an actual profile picture. They were talking about in the QA, I believe, 
that they might actually make a box a picture that you can actually get. And I am on board for that. That death box. I don't remember what event that was. I feel like it was during Rogue One. God, I can't remember. We had to shoot the boxes. Yep. But those things blow up the box and try not to kill yourself, but kill everyone around the box. That was good uh-huh. times. Good times. Indeed. No one will ever forget the box. That's Just when true. it happened. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Vulture droid. Vulture droid. Dark side attacker separatist droid. And it is a ship. An awesome ship. The f- Besides IG-88, the first actual droid ship, after we got IG-88 with his droid synergy, we were like, well, there are no other droid ships, so what does this mean? Well, now we're finally, months and months later, seeing some synergy there. That is true. And uh, I think some pretty good synergy. So this is a persistent separatist attacker that inflicts buzz droids and is replaced when defeated this basic ability is called unrelenting attack final text deal physical damage target enemy if the target was debuffed this attack has plus 25 percent critical damage this attack does not remove buzz droids we'll get them back we will i promise eventually You'll get what back? Come on, Wink. Pull through. You got this. Can you not hear me? Hello? All right. Well, we'll wait for Wink to get back, but I'll read that basic again to you. Unrelenting attack. Final text. Deal physical damage to target enemy and target. If target was debuffed, this attack has 25% critical damage. This attack does not remove buzz droids. Can you hear me? Let me try to get Wink back real quick. I hear you loud and clear, sailor. We'll see what we can do here. Oh, good. You guys got to hear the Skype music. Yeah, Wink, Wink's internet finally decided to give up the ghost. And he's not answering. We'll get him back. Don't worry. But I hate when this happens. It's always good times. This is too odd. I don't know why it's not going through. So I'll let him try to call me. Wink. Call me, sir. Call me, maybe. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and there's your face. Hmm, interesting. All right, we lost you for a few minutes. 
Yeah, I could hear you there like for back. a while. I'm not sure what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah, we lost you, but we got you back. So. All right. Well, good deal. Um, let's go ahead and go to his first special. Uh, Hit us. Discord missile with a cooldown of three. Final text. Still physical damage target enemy and inflict buff immunity for two turns and three buzz droids. Buzz droids can't be copied or resisted. Buzz droids. Minus 50% defense and lose 5% health at the start of turn with at least one buzz droid. Max of three. Lose one buzz droid when taking damage from an attack or a concussion mine. I really like this for to shoot the next guy you're going to attack. And just let him hit, get hit with buzz droids until you need to go after him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not because a He's going to sit there idea. and replenish his buzz droids every time. You get three of them, so there's enough that like if you AoE and he gets hit, he's not going to lose the buzz droids unless he gets hit three times. Like it, it'll it'll yep. work out good. Yep, I agree. That's a good number. But there's also another part to that that I also like, and that is the buff immunity. Because buff immunity is great. Like when it's another character that's good against. Uh, am I losing you again? It's another character that's good against Houndstooth if you need to be. I don't know. Are you, know you I mean? losing me? Do you hear me? I think he knows what I mean. Hello? I kind of hear him agreeing there. Hey. Hi, guy. Are you there? Come back. Hello? <laughs> I know this is crazy, but wink called GMP, maybe. Yes, exactly. All right, I think I see you kind of moving again. Uh, there he is. Can you hear me? There he is. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Kind of. You're a little robotic, but I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what's going I'll on. I'll move on to the Every... unique one. Do you hear me? You good? Yeah, you, you want me to read it? Or you're going to read it? No, I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, Swarming Terror. When another Separatist or Droid ally uses an ability during their turn, the Vulture Droid is called to assist if the target enemy has Buzz Droids. At the start of each enemy's turn, if they have at least one boy Buzz Droid, the boys dro Buzz Droids reset to three. At the end of each turn, if an enemy's Buzz Droids were dispelled, inflict ability block on that enemy for one turn, which can't be resisted. When the Vulture Droid is defeated, it summons another Vulture Droid if the Allied capital ship is Separatist and there's an Allied combatant. So basically what it's saying is if it's the last ship and it gets destroyed, game over. But if you have two ships out there and it gets destroyed, it'll come back. So it's kind of like so, uh, 3PO and Hermit Yoda is, is that, in a way. Is that a, It's like the reverse, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is tr true. Does this is this a one-time thing or is it every time and you would have to kill this last? 
It's every time. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking that Keep that's coming. really a really good ability. Yes, it is so, awesome. Yeah, absolutely this... awesome. What what separatist ships are there right now? What good separatist ships are there? Geonosians. Uh, There's three Geonosians. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah but the uh, the the big thing here is the capital ship has to be separatist. So it's really just um, you know it's really just for the malevolence. Well, that's for the revive, but for the assist, it's uh, Separatist and Droid Allies ships. The first part of the ability? Oh, yes. Yes, that is true. See what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, it's right I there. Gotcha. So, this says hardware, Buzz Droid Barrage, but I'm pretty sure that's the reinforcement. Not the hardware. Anyways, it is a uh, inflict one buzz droid on all enemies and blind them for two turns. Additionally, call a random droid ally to assist. If you got IG-88 in there, he's going to do the... IG-88 in there, he's going to assist and as well as throw those buzz droids on everyone. So as long as you're not doing an AOE, they're going to refresh those buzz droids on them, themselves until they're hit, hurt. Pretty awesome reinforcement, if you ask me, because that is... Just like I was saying, if you're keeping them on someone you're going to attack later, every turn they take is going to take 5% damage. 5% health, so that's pretty yep. huge. Here's my question. Wink's not moving again. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, this is horrible. Um, my big question as far as this ability goes is, uh, that random droid ally is if that can also be, um, General Grievous, you know, with his malevolence or not. I don't know what's going on with the wink, so we're going to try to get him back a second time. Um, but as f there he goes. All right, get him back. I'll let him call me. But as far as the ship goes, I think a it's going to signal some more stuff for. Droid ships, hopefully, because two of them just doesn't seem like it's going to be the thing. Uh, it seems like it would signal more droid ships and as well uh, definitely want it to work with malevolence, I think. So I think it's a tip. Uh, <laughs> I almost said tip of the spear, but I meant tip of the iceberg for droid ships and for separatists slash... Uh, separatist ships as well. It's really hard to try to get Wink to work and talk about this at the same time. Yes. All right, I hear you. Can't see. Oh, yeah, you're you're good now. 
I I'm good now? Mm, kind of. You're moving a little bit, and I can hear you, so. Hmm. Wonderful. I don't know what I happened. Can't... Doing so good the first two hours. Yeah, that's... That's AT&T signal around here. It's awful. I can't wait to get my real internet one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. You All have right. Final thoughts on this this ship. I I, I don't. was talking about it being a precursor to separatists and droid ships, most likely. Totally agree. I think there's something coming, and it'll be awesome when we get it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so do you think this is good enough to do trivia or no? Um, I'm not. It doesn't show poor connection anymore, so there's that. Uh, we'll we'll Let's see how long. Why? All right. Uh, nope, maybe not. Trivia might have to wait till next week, or we can just do it offline and give you guys the code and see what happens. Someone using a beatbox? What is happening right now? Oh, he's 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 playing the sounder we can't hear. Beautiful. Okay, well. I don't know if I'm gonna wait for Wink to come back to put an end to his suffering. <laughs> But uh, you can get stuck watching his reconnecting screen, and I'll say this. I, we're going to put the we'll put the quiz uh, number out into our Discord after the podcast, so go check that out. Run the quiz. See how well you do. We'll do it and see where we land. I'll post my score and announcement so you can see what I did. Wink can post his, and you can see what he did, and then we'll just kind of tip our hat to the winner next week because I... I haven't been winning on quizzes like at all. So I want to say thanks for listening. I know we had a few more. We had a few more technical issues, but this is more of the normal around here because we all know that that reconnecting wink screen is pretty much what we always get. So uh, for for wink and myself, I want to say thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you like the sound of this podcast, uh, if you like everything around this podcast, go check us out on Twitter. Twitter is at Shattered Order. You can visit our Discord, discord.me slash Shattered Order. Lots of different ways. The Shattered Order at gmail.com if you want to just send an email, all kinds of stuff. But from me, from Wink, who's now finally gone, from Wink and me, thanks for listening. We appreciate you coming and hanging out on the live show. And we will catch you all next week for episode 160. Later.